Hey, what's going on, guys? It is uh, Thursday, December 13th. I'm going to try to do a podcast every Thursday uh, from here on out for now until maybe if I can get guests on randomly, sporadically. But for now, let's just try to get one out a week. Uh, it's tough, you guys. It's not easy to find stuff to talk about uh, when you live kind of a mundane life. You know, I just work and go home and work and this and that. And I mean, some things happen here and there and I get to talk about it. But I don't have a lot of content unless I go into old stories. I go into whatever. And uh, and these, these three-part podcasts are actually three, whatever, how many parts I've been doing. Uh, it's kind of neat. So I don't have to sit and try to come up with 30 minutes right then and there and rant and rave for you guys or whatever. But I do my best. I really am trying, you guys. I love this podcast thing. It's a good way for me to get out, you know, whatever's on my mind. And, and it, it helps me. And I hope you guys, like I said, I hope you guys get entertained. I hope you guys laugh. hope you cry, whatever with me. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, the first part on the way to work, uh, the first half came out really well. And then you can tell when I get distracted when I, when I talk about how the, I'm like, what went sideways? After that, the roads were icy and ridiculous. And I still kept trying to podcast. I should have just shut it off. So when I get distracted, you guys, it gets even worse than it already is. So enjoy the podcast. Later. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, I'm back with another podcast for you guys. I'm talking in my DJ voice and it doesn't matter. All right. I got to tell myself that or I'll sit here and do it for a while. And then you guys probably think it's funny or interesting. I don't know. It is Thursday morning. Uh, it is 530. I just hit the road, headed to work. Um, yeah, I'm the morning guy, man. I get up early. I'm a morning person. I don't know. Then I'm, the older I get, I'm not a nighttime person. I suppose that's is that that's weird how we all become. I don't know. I used to stay up late, even on work on weekdays, 11, 12 o'clock, playing video games. Even later than that, sometimes you're just tired all day. The next day, it's like video games are fun. Watching Netflix can be fun. You get trapped in or whatever. I can't sit and watch TV. I'm going to pass out. So I fall asleep watching shows all the time. That's how like when we decide when we're going to bed. God, I sound so old or I feel so old right now. We'll be watching our show on the TV and Robin will look over and be like, let's go to bed. You're sleeping. I'll be like, no, I'm not. Pretend I'm not. I was a long extended blink. But Thursday is going to be the day for me right now, you guys. I'm going to I'm going to kind of get some structure going with a lot of things in my life and I need to figure out a lot of shit. So, <laughs> uh, podcasts are going to be a Thursday thing. Um, I tried to record some stuff earlier this week. It didn't like it. Didn't feel it. Didn't, uh, it was boring. I'm not boring. Am I? <laughs> so that's for you. That's for you guys. For you. That ain't coming out this morning. That is for you guys to decide. Uh, thanks again for all my listeners. I know every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to have guests on. And we're at episode 33 and we've only had a handful of guests. So it's happening, man. All the guys at the gym, if you guys listen to this, Jesse, Mana, Dre, uh, Roman, Dubai, I know you got to be on here, man, my boy. Uh, I got so many people I want to have on here that I think would be interesting and have cool stories and we could just chat it up and it'd be fun. Uh, I don't know, you guys. What else has been on my mind? Work's been going good. Same old, same old. Uh, It is such a fucking shoulder workout. I think it's why I'm always sore, but I'm just... I talk about that, how I'm always sore all the time, but I guess it's just coming with age, right? 
I shouldn't have to live with being sore. There's got to be something I can do. Painkillers. Get addicted to painkillers. Start doing heroin. Live on the street. <laughs> yeah. Pain pills are too expensive. Uh, woke up this morning to some snow. There's an inch on the inch. There's like an inch or two on the road. Not two. Like an inch on the road. Almost a dusting, really. But oh, we got three kitties left, so we already got rid of four of them. Uh, the runt died. Did I talk about that on here? So Junebug had eight kittens, and a week into it, or a week later, we realized one of them's the runt. Uh, we didn't really like. We tried. We bottle fed and gave it a dropper and stuff, but it was probably a little too late. We should have did a, a little sooner. So I'm blaming us for killing the kitten. I'm not. Like I mean, I don't know if it would have helped or not. It was like four times smaller than the biggest one. It was ridiculous. And then as it got older. It would walk in circles just to the left or the right, just to the left. It would just walk around in circles. We think it was blind, like it just didn't develop properly. And it died, so it happens, that's life, that's pretty normal. And a big litter like that. So we had the seven kitties. Should I try to think, of? we named them. Uh, naming them gives you a way closer connection with them. Because when like the last four, we didn't really name them, and I didn't, I, don't know, I didn't really get that connected to the first four kittens that she had. This time around, we gave them names, and let's put a name on the face. <laughs> but I'm cool with them gone. They're, it's good that they're gone. I don't want them. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't that attached. Where it's like, I think we should keep all seven of these cats and then have ten total cats in the house because it already fucking smells like cat pee. Me and Robin go around and you'll be like, oh, I smell cat pee. And you got to try to fucking track it down. <laughs> You're like, all right, where is this? Is it on the rug? Is it, fuck, better not be on the couch. They've never really peed on the couch, I guess. Never have. Thank God. Anyway, so you'll find that, like here recently in our gaming room, uh, it smelled bad in there. And we actually thought that uh, we have like a what is that thing called? It's the two. It's a two. It's like a love seat, but it's two seats. In the middle, there's like a console. <laughs> so, and then they and then the seats um to climb back. I just went sideways there for a second at the turn here. Sideways. Hope you guys don't hear too much vehicle noise. I'm sure you do. It's whatever. This is when I can get these in, and it seems like it's working out for me. Uh, man, I'm dying off, you guys. What do I got? I have nothing, man. Life can be boring. Life can be mundane. That's, like, the thing I worry about the most is, uh, I'm running out of shit to talk about. Like, every, nothing's really changed. Went to the gym last night. Shout out to MAP. MAP Training Facility. Megan. Love the gym. I deadlifted 250. Probably shouldn't have. It didn't hurt anything, though. It wasn't bad. It was heavy as fuck for me. I'm so weak. I'm not, though. I'm just not a big... I was never a big deadlifter. I'm never, like... I haven't lifted weights in forever. I'm toned. I look like I'm in shape. Cardio sucks. 
but I'm working on that. Oh man, I get too personal on here. Oh, I was gonna talk about that. Oh, don't do that, dude. Anyway, uh, like I put everything out here on Facebook, on my podcast for everyone to, you know, to hear, listen to, laugh at, cry with me, whatever. And it is just holy. I'm sliding. It is, uh, it's no different than those people that get on social media and they put out everything, like all their, all their business. The roads are crazy right now, you guys. I think that's the problem is I'm getting distracted by how shitty and icy and snowy the roads are at the moment. I know what you guys are saying, Dave, put down the fucking phone, stop podcasting, drive. Don't, don't put your life in danger for the Dave cast. Holy, this guy just said, uh, I'm not getting over. You guys are coming with me on my ride. There's a gas truck in front of me. I just got on and we're all just creeping here. I think there's a snow plow up ahead. There's a gas truck in front of me. It's the way I go out. <laughs> with a boom. Uh, no, I don't know. Um... I don't know if I want to be, if I should be as personal on here. I mean, I already have been, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. You guys kind of know everything about me. I still haven't got my test back, by the way. We can talk about that maybe later. For my hernia slash fatty cyst slash, I don't fucking know. I'm going on. But. but I'll get, okay, so I'll get, um, I get weirdly judgy sometimes the people who like share like every little thing on their about their life on Facebook. Like people like post every meal, check in everywhere they go. It's kind of like what my podcast is. I just like to talk. That's my problem. It's just talking for me is like therapy for me. Uh, passing a snowplow. Maybe I should put the phone down. Just drive. Nah. I'm all over this morning, though. I was thinking of some stuff about that social media thing, and... uh, I have friends that do this kind of stuff all the time, and if they might listen to this, and then I think I'm talking about them, and I might be. I don't know. But you're not alone. There's a lot of people like you out there, the ones that, like... And I like to sit and think that they're sitting next to each other on the couch... And the husband will, like, post something on his wife's wall. Man crush every day on my girl or whatever. (laughs) When you can just turn on the couch and just say, hey, babe, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they do that already. Maybe they do it so much face-to-face that they, I'm running out of places to tell you I love you, baby. I'm just going to keep doing it on social media. I don't know. Post whatever you want. It's your life. God damn it. I'm sitting here talking about my entire life on a fucking podcast. So. Calling myself out right now. Yeah, Dave. What's up? Being a, you're kind of being a bitch towards people 
that like to be on social media and share their shit while you're sitting here just talking, talking, share your shit. You're right. I'm a punk. Punk bitch. So I told you guys how I'm going to start doing my podcast on Thursdays. Well, Thursday is like my favorite day of the week because it's, you know, Friday is the next day. Uh, Thursday, I guess, is a new Friday for people that like to go out to the bar. Uh, I know, like, there's a lot of ladies' nights and other shit. People go out to the bar on Thursdays. I love Thursdays. I know it's a full day at work, but I know the next day is Friday and there's some chill time coming up or whatever. Uh, so I've been, all morning, I've been sitting here thinking about so much shit, uh, a lot of stuff, and I've been writing it all down. It's been a really, I had a really good morning. I thought of a lot of good premises I want to talk about eventually when I get on stage. Uh, people bug me all the time, like, dude, talk about your stand-up or do some of your stand-up stuff on a podcast. It just, it's not, like I said before, it's not the right platform. It's not the place you want to do that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm on my first break, by the way. Uh, I try, try to transition over without you guys even knowing, and I'm going to get better at it. Uh, I need to stop critiquing myself on here, like in, like in front of you guys in a way. Like I'm not in front of you, but obviously on the podcast. Because uh, like I said, I might point out flaws that you guys might even know that I have. You might just be cool with me listening and all of a sudden I'm like, I say so too much in any way. And then you're like, yeah, now I notice it. Now he's annoying. Now I don't want to listen anymore. <laughs> Somebody pointed out something Joe Rogan talks about. I don't even think about it anymore, but well, there you go. Talk about Joe Rogan, Dave. He's the best. I want to be like him. Uh, we have a lot in common. Uh, I thought of tons of good stand-up stuff this morning, wrote it all down. I uh, got tons of really good notes, you guys. Not going to talk about it on here because, one, somebody could steal my material. And I ain't having that shit. Uh, you hear me turning the pages. Uh, and I also found out that there's a bar in town, a small bar called Sledsters, that has open mics and on Tuesday nights. And I'm going. Every Tuesday is going to be a new thing for me. I'm going to go in. I'm going to work on some of my stuff. I have so much, so many premises, so much stuff. If you guys want to be comics or you know someone who's a comic, maybe writing isn't your thing, but writing helps me a lot. And I hear that from a lot of comics. They say the best comics in the world were really good at writing down their ideas and getting them, getting them on paper or getting them in your phone or whatever you got to do to remember them. Uh, I'm sure there's some comics who don't write as much, but I hear like Jerry Seinfeld writes nonstop all the time. Uh, Joe Rogan said he writes all the time. Writing is key when it comes to comedy, I think. Do what you're going to do for you, though. But writing helps me a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, going good today at work. Just pretty chill, doing what we always do, making hoops. Uh, we're trying, I'm trying so hard to get everything running more efficient and getting all, and getting getting more hoops built in-house here so we don't got to outsource and buy them and save the company money in the end. Makes me look good, makes my bosses look good, saves the company money. We all get more profit sharing in the end. And bam, it's a win-win, right? Uh, I know I'm like working for someone else to make them money and I think about that all the time. It'd be awesome if I owned my own company and like I could put my energy into myself and my own work and everything else. But I can't because I put myself where I am and I'm going to push through it, you guys. I'm going to start doing the stand-up stuff uh, more often, more podcasts, uh, for now, just one a week right now, I do need to do it, I want to do some more TKOs, I need to get back into the MMA stuff, I know, I sit here, and I'm like, I knew, I want to, I do this, I want to do that, 
Well, doing all that stuff while I'm still living my normal life, it's tough. It is tough. A lot of you guys out there, single parents or just parents, at the end of the day, you don't just get to go do whatever you want to do. You know, you got to go and take care of your kids, take care of yourself, take care of your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Like you have to put time into other people. And it's tough, tough doing the stuff you love and want to do. And you have to time manage and fit it in if that's what you want. So, yeah, I'm trying to do more jujitsu. I want to roll at least Mondays and Wednesdays at MAP. If I can get some guys to come in and roll with me, it'd be awesome. Uh, one, One day a week for right now, like I've been doing like once or twice a week, isn't really cutting it for me. I'm not, I just can't seem to get my body back into shape. Just doing it not enough, you know. Cardio is my biggest thing, and I don't want to go out. I can't go out and run. I don't really just, I have no time for it. So I just got to, whenever I roll, I just got to try to roll hard and use that as my cardio and what I'm going to do. Uh, It's not too cold outside. It's a little chilly out. I didn't start the car. It doesn't warm up in time anyway. Uh, What else we got going on? I was going to tell a story. Dang it. I wrote, I was going to write it down. Like, there was a story I was going to tell on here this morning. Oh, uh, my buddy, Pat Shoe, Pat Shubaka, uh, me and him, he was a dog handler in the air force. He got out too. me and him were in, were six months together in Djibouti, Africa. Uh, I was one of three dog handlers there. Uh, gum was the other one. Didn't really care for him that much. <laughs> to be honest with you, he was a prick. Uh, the first time I talked to the guy on the phone, like he called me, I was in Grand Forks at the kennels. He called the kennels and he's like, I'm looking for, uh, Airman, no, Sergeant Helmbrecht or whatever. And I was like, it's him, man. He goes, uh, yeah, this is uh, Sergeant Gum. You're going to be deploying with me to Africa. And I just wanted, uh, what, uh, what's your data rank? <laughs> I am like telling my data rank. And he's just like, well, I'm the kettle master. And that was the first thing he said. Like he was just looking to see who was going to be in charge. And I guess you got to do that. But that's the first thing you do. <clears throat> do as a prick. I don't care. Uh. Pat Shu though, me and him connected pretty well. He was an awesome, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, he's funny, outgoing like me, and he, this wasn't his first rodeo, so he kind of took me under his wing and showed me how to do, how you to do a canine deployment, and he taught me a lot. We do a lot of training with my dog, and he, uh, good dude, awesome dude. He wants to be on my podcast. He lives in Alaska. Uh, we talked on the phone a few weeks ago, and, uh, he wants, <clears throat> excuse me, he even wants to do it over the phone. My voice is getting scratchy. He even wants to, like, do it over the phone. Which I don't know how I feel yet. Um, I've listened to podcasts and they do in- interviews over the phone. Brendan Schaub did one with like Evander Holyfield over the phone, and I didn't. It sounds terrible, but I guess you do what you got to do. Uh, I don't even get people onto my podcast because it's kind of difficult. Like if I had a studio and they could show up to it, uh, Megan, if you ever listen to this, you got to let me use your podcast studio. You're not using it. Come on, let me use it. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, this phone, this is working good for me though, this doing this phone thing. And then when I break it down into different parts, I don't necessarily got to sit and try to rant for 30 minutes. Uh, I can do it in like 10 and 15 and think, try to think of some more stuff, which I don't know if that's going to help me in the long run or not. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not trying to critique myself on here so much. I'm just going to get on here and talk to you guys about what I think is on my mind and whatever. And, and away we go. Uh, there's something this morning I was started to talk about it. I don't even remember what it is now. I started to talk about it and I did not even finish it. Not even close. I'm sorry if you guys that that shit annoys some of you or you're like, he was just telling a story about his dog and now he's talking about work again. Well, welcome to my mind. All over the place, all the time. It's just how it is. But uh 
Yeah, Apache in uh, Africa. Africa was an interesting deployment. When we first got there, I worked for the Marines. Um, three dog handlers, me, Chewbacca, and Gum. And we would uh, gum, like chew gum. That was his last name. We worked 24-hour shifts. So I would be on for 24 hours. And I'd hang out the kennels. And every time large vehicles showed up at the gate, they would call us. And we would just jump, grab our dog and our weapon and jump in the vehicle and drive up to the gate and search them. They didn't have very, they didn't have large vehicles very often. Uh, they didn't have luggage and uh, packages and stuff all that often. So us sitting up there was kind of a waste of time. Uh, it was 120 freaking degrees every goddamn day. So we wanted to try to keep our dogs in the AC and just rested the best we can. We had random, anti- random anti-terrorist measures. We'd go out around the base and search certain areas or just show a presence of patrol and whatever. There was no threat there. We weren't being shot at. We really didn't wear gear uh, all that often. Uh, it was a pretty pretty chill deployment. Uh, crazy hot and just nasty. You're sweaty all the time. But you do the 24 hours and then you'd have a day off and then one of them would be your training day. And on your training day, you and the on-duty handler would try to get together and do some training. Uh, but you pretty much had two days off. It was a pretty chill deployment. Uh, our tent in our kennels was right across from this thing called the Cantina. It's where everybody went every night to have their three beers. And, yeah, you got rationed. You had three beers. And I ain't going to lie to you, the guys that serve the beer, which we did sometimes too. We worked for the company that, uh, not the company, but, like, the the forest protection company was the ones that did... They brought, they did the bartending and stuff and we worked for them. So we got to do it. And man, you got mad tips because you wouldn't, you'd give people more than three beers. So you give me your card and I'd put a, a line through the number, the date, and you give me your card from the second beer and I'd put another line. And then on the third one, you circle that X and that means they're done on their little card. And that shows that they had three that day. And, uh, but people would come up and be like their second X and you just like put a line over the other X again and they just and you get a decent tip or whatever but you could tell people were starting to get drunk so you try to cut them off because it was pretty obvious people were drinking more than three beers and I think everybody kind of knew it was happening and nobody really seemed to care that much uh in Qatar was the same way you could have three drinks uh I made homemade wine at the kennels (laughs) I ain't gonna lie can I get in trouble now for it I don't know come after me come at me bro uh I made homemade wine at the kennels and we'd sip on that and drink it but you have your three drinks, and that was all, like, computerized, so you really couldn't cheat too much. Other people could give you their drinks, but every time you went up, they beeped your they beeped your card. They scanned your card, your ID card, and it was in a system, and, yeah, you couldn't really play the system as well. Other people could give you theirs. That was the best thing to do, or make hooch, like I did. <laughs> uh, back to Africa. Yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So the first, like, half of the deployment or a few months, we worked for the Marines. The Marines were so cool. They were just like, you guys know what you're doing. We're not going to bug you. Just do what you, do your job, and we won't have to get on you about it. You're the subject matter expert. We won't bug you. Awesome. That was the best way to go with us. And then all of a sudden, you had, the Navy took over, and they wanted all three of us every morning at 8 o'clock to be at their muster. We called it Guard Mountain Air Force. It's like a morning briefing where they tell you what's all going on and who's posted where and blah, 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 which... We didn't even need to be a part of. And the other two guys that were off on those days, we didn't want to be up at eight. We were like sleeping in. So I don't know if we ever, I think we did get out of going to it all the time. It was ridiculous, but it's whatever. We were on a deployment. We were in the military. We should have been up every day and working. It was a pretty chill deployment. But Pat, uh, he mentioned some of maybe being a sponsor and stuff like that. I know he, he does some stuff with veterans and other organizations. Great dude. 
And uh, hopefully I can get him on my podcast soon. Um, I think that's all I really wanted to talk about. I'm freezing my ass off. So, uh, yeah, Sledsters here in town has open mics on Tuesday nights, and I'm going to start going. So hopefully I can get some other guys to go with me. We can do a little comedy spot or something. Like, try to fill half an hour or an hour with, like, three or four of us or something. So if any of you guys in the Grand Forks, Fargo area, even Fargo, yeah, uh, know somebody that's interested in comedy, wants to do comedy, send them my name on Facebook or send me a message. And I'll look them up and I'll add them to my little secret group that I have of comics. There's only, like, four of us in there right now, people that want to do comedy or be comics. And we can all chat about stuff and help each other out. I know a lot of comics, like, I'll talk about a premise I have. Like, open my mobile here and let's see what we got. Uh, my mean older brother. Uh, he's got superpowers like your brother like I'm a trained MMA fighter and my brother Joe is so fucking mean growing up and just a tough dude and he's just ornery and it's like I don't know if it's like older brother powers now and I try to make jokes uh, if I had you know we got in a fight again like as kids like even now I'm like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and I'm a fighter and I'm, I feel like I'm I can hold my own pretty well like my big brother would just hold me down and he's not much bigger than me at all he would hold me down and still beat me up just because he has big brother powers you know that's some pre- that's like a premise I was thinking of today and and then I get to you know play it bounce it off some of my comic friends and they could give me some pointers or some uh they call it tags they could call you know throw me some tags and be like oh I'll go into this and talk about that or go into this and talk about that and it just gives you more time and more jokes and you help each other out it's good so anybody else want to be a comic out there let me know I'm all about it right now I was thinking about this today where Back in the day, and I still think about jujitsu, just not as much. And maybe it's because I've done it for so long. But back in the day, I could never stop thinking about jujitsu ever. I think about it all day long. I watch YouTube videos. I read up on jujitsu. I keep track of like some of the competitors and some of the top names in jujitsu. And the last couple of years, I kind of just haven't. You know, maybe it's because I left PMA. Uh, I haven't been doing it as much as I used to do it. I don't know if it just kind of wore off of me or what. But. Uh, that's how I am with comedy right now. I can never stop thinking about it. I'm always thinking about when can I get on stage next? I'm always trying to think of something funny. And when I do think of something funny and try to make more jokes off of it and build on it and make sure to write it down. My voice is just about to crack. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Write it down guys. Always write it down. So, uh, I was going to talk about the earlier Earlier, the first part of this podcast when I was on my way to work, I, uh, I listened to it and the first like six, seven minutes, the first half was pretty decent. And then I started to slide and the roads got bad and I was stuck behind the gas truck. And you can tell like once I get distracted, that all goes to shit kind of. And that it just comes with experience. It comes with time and doing this stuff and recording yourself. And no matter how many times I listen to myself, I hate how I sound. I don't like... Does anybody sound like the sound of their own voice? I don't know. I'm sure somebody does somewhere, some weirdo. I think I sound ridiculous or whatever, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, it is now my lunch break. I try to transition over without you guys hearing me. And I don't know how I did. How did I do? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to run to the gas station here real quick and put some air in a tire... Uh, I've been meaning to do it after work and it's always dark and cold and I don't know. They don't have the, uh, at Dusterhof, I don't think they have the gas station I go to. Don't always have the airline out at night, in the evening, whatever. Uh, super excited about the comedy stuff. Uh, I really mentioned my brother Joe being mean or whatever. That was just a weird premise that I was coming up with. 
Yeah, it might sound dumb to you guys now, but that's the thing. And it starts off kind of dumb and weird, and you just got to build on it, add add ideas, add lines, whatever you got to do. My brother now is awesome, dude. He, uh, me and him are so different. We're like almost complete opposites. I'm like an extrovert, and he's an introvert. And like, it takes a while for him to warm up unless he's drunk. I'm sure. Uh, but Joe, I love you. You know I do. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we got to talk about. I try to think of shit all the time, and it is what it is. Uh, earlier, I was talking about all the different places I traveled to and all the different food uh, that I've had. And out of everywhere I've ever been, I think Turkish food is probably my favorite. Uh, they do a lot of kebabs. Uh, I don't know how you can hate a kebab. Uh, they eat a lot of like weird lamb meat and stuff, which I really didn't care for, but. A lot of different cultures, countries, in their food, they they have, like, a primary spice they like to use, like curry for Indian food. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the foods that they have kind of have a a familiar spice or a familiar flavor to them. And uh, I'm trying to check something real quick. And turkey was, I don't know, I really like turkey. Uh, Not the food necessarily. But I like the food they had in Turkey. Uh, I can't think of some of the names of some of the other stuff they have. But when I first got there, the first thing I got to try, uh, it's like pita bread with cheese on it. So cheese bread sounds good. But then you put jelly on it. And man, like you wouldn't think the cheese and the sweet and the jelly, blah, blah, blah. Like it goes together great. Speaking of that, Taco John's has his apple grande back. And for those of you who don't know, it's like a fried, uh, hard fried tortilla with uh, sugar and cinnamon on it and then you put these this apple preserve shit on it and then cheese and then it gets like crushed up red hots on it it's so amazing it's like my favorite thing ever and some people like cheese and apples like that doesn't seem like it goes together well it's actually a delicacy to eat apple pie with a piece of like a really thin slice of cheese on it they say is really good so I don't know, man, whatever you're into, but I did travel the world and Iraqi food I didn't really like. There's a certain spice that they put in that and it it just tastes, tasted kind of funky to me. Uh, what else? Uh, Africa, I didn't really eat too much of the food off of the base in Africa. Uh, a little bit. They had this noodle stuff. It was like yakisoba and it didn't really have much flavor to me. Uh, I don't know. So, out of all the places I deployed to or I went, Turkey, obviously, is probably one of my favorite places. I was there the longest. I got I started speaking the language. Uh, I had Turkish friends. Uh, Turkey was awesome. Uh, Iraq, obviously, kind of... I'm not going to say it sucked, but... Uh, I was over there, and it just... It wasn't too bad. Uh, it, was, it was actually really... It, could, it got kind of chill. It really slowed down. So, like, we would... As a canine handler, I went to Iraq and I got I landed in Baghdad, and they sent me out. They sent me out to Fab Loyalty. Fab Loyalty was a uh, JDAM, like a missile hit a prison there, and we took over the prison area to become our own little uh, our own little Fab forward observation base. And that's where I went first. I met a couple other handlers there, an army guy and an air force, two army guys and an air force guy. Uh, air force guy was super weird. Uh, the army guys were really cool. Uh, Sergeant Lee and Sergeant Moreno. Sergeant Lee got, he got killed in Afghanistan a few years later after that tour. Uh, super sad when I found that out. He's a really good dude. Me and him, we had a lot of fun together, working together. Sergeant Moreno was cool. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, 
Iraq was it? You know, like it, it, it chilled out. Like I, I had friends that were there in like 05, 06, 07, and when they were like fighting every day and getting mortared and bombed and whatever. And uh, we got mortared. We had some bombs and shit go off here and there, but it wasn't. I don't know. Like I'm said, I'm comparing myself to other people, which you never do. But guys have went there and had it way worse than I did. Uh, like I said, for some reason, the mission slowed down a whole bunch. Well, I know why. It was because we switched over. We had control and like we were running operations and stuff. The, the U.S. military was. Well, we were trying to relinquish control back to the Iraqi army, the Iraqi police, give Iraq their control of their of their country back. And it's a weird, it's, it's really hard to explain. It was a weird shift in power when it happened because I think a lot of the times, let's say America was in terminal, terminal, turmoil, and Canada came to help us, and all of a sudden we see Canadian shit everywhere. They have bases here. They're driving around, and they're, they're kind of in charge. And this is our country. Why are they in charge? You know, why are they telling me what to do? And I honestly think uh, once they realized that we weren't there to take over their country, and we we're giving them some power back, uh, it chilled out a little bit. Everybody quit, kind of. Less, less explosions, less uh, ambushes and attacks were happening. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was a big change. It was different. Uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of the attacks were actually on Iraqi army, Iraqi police after that. Uh, a lot of the insurgents over there seen them as traitors to the country, like helping us made them traitors. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I'm at the gas station. I'm going to fill my tire up real quick. I will be right back. If I can find the pause button. All right. What's up? So, yeah, out of all the places overseas, I guess, uh, Djibouti, Africa was just, it's just different. It was kind of gross. It was dirty over there. It was always hot. Uh, the United States, I don't know. Right? In the United States, I've been kind of all over. Spent a lot of time in Texas. Uh, visit my sister in California. Well, I was in the military, I think. Biloxi, Mississippi was pretty fun. I went down there for NCO Academy. For leadership. Uh, it's like a leadership school they send us to. And, yeah, it was all right. I had a lot of fun down there. It was really warm. Uh, it's a really, really pretty area. The, uh... Ooh, I really like Missouri. That was fun when I was in Missouri. I just thought of that. Uh... Biloxi, Mississippi was kind of like a little mini Vegas. There was casinos and stuff, which got me in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you'd fish on the ocean. I did some ocean fishing. Caught ocean catfish. Like, I catch catfish here. And all of a sudden, I'm there catching catfish. Fucking weird. But. Uh, what else, you guys? What else could we talk about? I'm running out of shit to talk about. That's the worst thing is I feel like life's kind of boring sometimes. Things don't change. I have a ton of stories. Stuff I just... I don't know, I guess while I'm talking right now, they don't really come up unless I remind myself of that story somehow or whatever, if that made sense. Uh, I don't know, I'm working on Kelsey's car, getting that going, it needs a starter still, so a little bit of, <clears throat> a little bit at a time. Uh, I think a starter for it's like 200 bucks, car parts are expensive. Hopefully that thing stays running for a while and doesn't just go dying on me. Uh, what the hell, phone? But anyway, I'm running out of shit to talk about you guys. So uh, I think this is going to be it. Uh, this is episode 33. I, just me ranting and talking, you guys. Nothing special. I know. I'm going to make it something special, though. And I do appreciate you guys coming along this podcast ride with me. 
And I'm excited to do some stand-up next Tuesday. If you guys uh, are around or whatever, hit me up. And if you're interested in going and maybe doing some comedy or just coming to watch. And uh, I say hit me up because I don't know. I need to get there and do it. But you never know what could happen. And I want to contact Sledsters and ask them if, if, they, if they don't mind if I do comedy. Um, I, you never know. They might have had people try to do comedy before and like people got up there and got all gross and rude or dirty. Too dirty. And they were like decided they just don't want people doing comedy. I don't know. I hope not. Hope they're excited to have me. I'm excited to do it. Uh, hit me up, you guys. Uh, Dave's Podcast One at gmail.com. Dave's Podcast on Facebook. Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook. Uh, I am on Twitter at DaveCast11. I think you just look for DaveCast and you'll find it. Uh, what? There was one more thing. Dave's Podcast One at gmail.com. I already said that. I already said them all. Funny Welder on Twitter. Funny Welder also on Instagram. I don't use the Twitter one much. I made the new uh, Twitter account but anyway i love you guys thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate it i really do really really do uh without you guys it's just i don't know i got nothing so later